Welcome to Season 2 of Cue the Dagger, brought to you in partnership with Inside the Rink. Inside the Rink is your one-stop shop for all NHL news, insight, and analysis. You can follow them on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. I'll be your host, Clifton Ramey, and I'm with my co-host, Logan Rosengard. How you doing, my man? I can't complain. It's been a long time since we're since we've been on the air. Happy to be back. Hockey season's right around the corner. College hockey season, at least for the Kansas club team, uh, which I do commentary for, is happening this weekend. So things are starting to happen again, and I'm pretty pretty excited, Cliff. I bet you're pretty pumped to get back out there, call some games for them. I can't believe that you do that. That's unreal. It's, it's got to be just one of the coolest things you can do. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a. I mean, it's not D one. You know, varsity hockey, it's not anything that spectacular, but it's fun. I mean, we got a new batch of guys coming in, the freshman class. We got a backup goalie. Uh, we're all the guys that stuck around from last season have gotten better. And I mean, we're, we're supposed to be better than we were last year. We had one win last season and not that that one win wasn't great, but we'd like to be able to compete and hopefully get back to the national stage like we were before COVID. So this is the season to do it. And I'm looking forward to being along for the ride. Well, hopefully you can get some wins on that end because, you know, it's going to be a little longer for any Chicago team this year. It really seems not just the Blackhawks, but it's going to be a pretty rough year for Chicago sports. But, you know, that is just how the cookie crumbles and they're just going to have to move on from that. You know the so, bulls. The bulls are still looking good. I mean, hopefully this summer after they added. I I thought that man, but you look at what everyone's done, and this isn't a basketball podcast. Sorry to everyone who hates the NBA. <laughs> um, but if you really look like the Cavs just got Donovan Mitchell, the Bulls really didn't upgrade anything. I mean, they got a background or backup for uh, Lonzo. Potentially Lonzo has to miss the start of the season and yada yada yada. But I mean, I don't hate what the Bulls did. I just don't think they got better, and I think a lot of people in the Eastern Conference got better. But that's definitely not for this podcast. That's for an NBA podcast. So before we go ahead and jump into the Blackhawks news, Logan, do you want to hit us with our sponsor? And a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS is your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. I have to so, send that code to my friends. Kansas, the state of Kansas is legalized sports betting. That Hey, you cool. guys got to get on it. You guys got to have some fun there, get some gambling, get bet on hockey. I wish. I'm living in Florida. We still haven't legalized we have like a little six month period where they let us have some fun with the hard rock app because that's all that we're allowed down here with everything and it was awesome and then they took it away from us and we're all waiting and dying so if you can sports bet definitely hop on bet us it's the way to go it's fun just bet responsibly obviously don't go crazy only bet within your means um, and first things we're going to jump into the rumor segment. Uh, we haven't really named this yet. If you guys have any suggestions on naming it, please go ahead and send it our way. Um, and the first thing I want to know is it's going to be a long season if Blackhawks fans start to panic over every report 
that comes out of everywhere. If you're panicking over that, if it's an Oilers report, stop. If you're panicking over the Toronto report, stop. Every team is going to have these beat writers coming out reporting, Patrick Kane's coming this way, or Patrick Kane's coming this way, or we're really looking into Patrick Kane, or we're really looking into, like, stop. Unless it's coming. Newsflash. Every team's looking into getting Patrick Kane. Exactly. Unless it's coming from Frank Cervalli, Ben Pope, or something like that, it's just irrelevant. Did you see what Ben Pope had to say about it? I didn't, but I did see... uh, I got got the tweet right here, word for word. I think it was, like... Kyle Davidson like dispelled the rumors like there no one's Kane and Taze haven't reached out to Kyle to request a trade yeah uh, like if if general managers across the league are smart they've been calling Kyle in the f- front office in Chicago often to see hey you know season's almost here would love to get Patrick Kane on a roster let's talk but I've been saying it all along. Those guys are going to be here opening night. Like I I know they, the team sucks and they probably don't want to play for a team that isn't going to compete in the way that the teams have been able to in the past. And believe me, I get it. They're on their last year, the contract there in terms of the NHL, they're kind of uh, turning into the older guys being around, but they're here to stay for now. Like I don't, I've been saying it, that, that they're not getting traded yet. And when they do, you'll know like you will know when they're getting traded. Yeah. Everybody just needs to take a chill pill. It's Patrick Kane. So he's the biggest story of the year. He's a hall of famer, the best American hockey player of all time. Of course, if there's any potential of him being moved, it's going to be talked about. Everyone's going to run with it. It's going to get clicks. It's going to do numbers. So people are going to write about it. It's nothing to worry about it. If you want to know specifically Via Ben Pope, Kyle Davidson had said neither Patrick Kane nor Jonathan Taze have approached the Blackhawks with trade requests. Kyle Davidson told me today, despite the rampant rumors, there's nothing new. All parties are, quote, excited to get to training camp and see how the season plays out, unquote. Everybody take a deep breath. It's just a load of crap that some writers are using to get clicks. It's off season. I respect it. It's what you got to do in the offseason. You're going to write about opportunities that your team can take. And adding a Patrick Kane to any playoff team would be a massive upgrade for those teams. So, of course, these guys are going to write about it. Of course, these teams are looking into it. It's just what you do in the NHL. It's what you have to do in the NHL if you're actually a good organization. It makes sense. Blackhawks fans, breathe. We will see them to start the season. Hopefully, Patrick Kane doesn't get miserable and he stays. If not, it is what it is. We're in the middle of a rebuild and we can only go from here. So I got a, I got a question for you, Cliff. Where do you like do, what? Where do you think he's going to go, if anywhere? Like, I, I think like New York kind of makes sense to me, but I don't know. Um, personally, I really do believe that he's going to rather break all the records and all that stuff and stay. I, I just personally believe that, oh, it's a fourth cup do versus like all that. I think when you look at resume and stuff like that, it just would be more to break franchise records than get a fourth cup. But if he is ultimately moved, I don't see him going to any Canadian team. He's just such an American guy and just loves the United States. I don't see him leaving with all the extra regular restrictions and stuff. I don't see him leaving. 
with him just having a baby boy, I don't see it. Or, yeah, baby boy, Patrick Kane, the second or third, the third, fourth. Is Patrick Kane the third? I can't remember. Um, I, I but, think it might be the third. And, like, maybe he would go to a Toronto if it was perfect and everything. But he's not going to Edmonton. Why the hell would he ever go there? Like, that's just stupid. The money doesn't make any sense. You'd have to get a third team. Like, it's just dumb. The real option to me is just the Islanders. But, I mean, there could – or not the Islanders, the Rangers. Um, but there definitely could be, like, a team that could pop up, like, uh, later in the year if there's somebody, like, close by a Chicago. Just keep, could just keep him out of the Central to. Division and he's going anywhere. Like, I think I think the Rangers make the most sense to me. They have the, the prospect capital and the current, like, NHL roster young guys that would kind of – uh, be a good return for Chicago, and I think would be fair for Patrick Kane. But uh, I, I don't see him going in the Central. I know there were like credible-ish rumors that Colorado was the destination that was like the most plausible. I don't see that. It, uh, if I'm Kyle Davidson, I want Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze for that matter as far away as possible during this rebuild. Like, I don't know. Why are you trading your own guys yeah. to guys in your I own division? Patrick Kane on the roster. Them? Yeah, I mean, I do too, but like if we're talking trades, keep them away from St. Louis, keep them away from Colorado, Minnesota, Arizona. Like as long as they're not bullying us during our rebuild, fine, you know? Uh, so you bet, betting's legal for you there in Kansas. So not for me you, personally, but in Kansas, yes. Well, in Kansas. Well, if, uh, if you were a betting man, where would you put your money? Patrick Kane ended the year in Chicago or not in Chicago? Like we're talking in May, end of the season. At like in May or April when the season rolls. We're about to, to watch the playoffs. lottery balls go off and the Blackhawks win the lottery for Connor Bedard. Is Patrick Kane still going to be a Chicago Blackhawk? Uh, I would say no. You broke my heart. I I, I would say no. Me. It sucks, but I I do. I, think, I'm officially going to therapy as soon as this is over. <laughs> I do think he's going to stick around till the trade deadline, because I know, like, trade value drops as time goes on, at least for some guys. But I think with Patrick Kane being Patrick Kane. You don't get a player like Patrick Kane on the trading block often. Like, there are superstars that get traded at the deadline. We've seen it. Claude Giroux. We've seen, uh, you know, the handful of guys, every handful of really good guys every season get traded. But nobody like Patrick Kane, in my eyes at least, has been up for grabs in a while. So I think holding on to him won't really hurt his value. And I think come the trade deadline when there's a team looking for an extra guy or there's a playoff team looking for some extra cushion, I think that's where we're going to get him. And I think we're going to get a good deal for him. It sucks. Like, as a fan, it sucks. I don't want to see him get traded. He was one of the guys that I looked up to playing playing in the, you know, around Chicago as a kid when I played travel hockey. It, it, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Jonathan Taze leave. Like, that's my childhood right there. But you know, business is business and the rebuild is happening. You've got to take steps to ensure that you're going in the right direction and ensure that in three, four seasons, you're able to compete again. 
And if one of those things happens to be getting Patrick Kane out of Chicago and getting back as many prospects and picks as we can, then that's where I think it's going to be. And I think that's the most plausible course of action for Kyle Davidson. Like I said, I think the trade deadline is going to be when we see him moved. I think he's going to be around until then. But if I were to put money on a team, like I don't know if anywhere has odds that Patrick Kane is going to be traded to XYZ team. I would say, I'd say the Rangers, I would say maybe LA. That's just my mind. Like I, I, LA is an interesting destination for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think he's a Blackhawk come the time the lottery rolls around in May or June. I mean, you had made a lot of really solid points and it definitely makes sense. Um, the only thing that I would just want to kind of add in there is ultimately it's not a Kyle Davidson move. I mean, it's Patrick Kane call. That's the only thing True. I add because everything you said was it's very like very viable. He has the it no trade clause. Makes sense, yeah. If if Patrick, I mean, you said it. You said it too. Patrick Kane is a kid. Patrick Kane is like he he's getting older. He 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 wants um, to settle down. If Chicago is the place that he wants to be, he'll stick around. He'll sign an extension. And that'll be that. But I don't see that happening. I think Patrick Kane, as much as he wants things, you know, he wants the family life. He wants like a nice way to end his career. I think he also wants another cup. And the Blackhawks, they're not going to be ready for another cup until three, four, maybe five seasons. Like, that's a long time to stick around when Patrick Kane's already 32, 33. He's going to be what, four seasons from now, he's going to be 36, 37. His production's not going to be the same as it is now. And when he's 37, I don't I don't, I don't think it'll be at least. I so, think it'll be pretty close. I don't think he'll drop off that much. His game doesn't rely on speed. It's a smart game. It's a patient game. He doesn't take very many hits. I think he could play super effectively until his early 40s. And I'm not saying like superstar status, but I'm saying top two-line player. I don't think that's an issue for Patrick no, I, th- I think he's still a top um, six player, and I think he will be until he retires for sure. Yeah, I just think uh, I think the only where we disagree is I think Patrick Kane wants to stay more than he wants to leave. I think if he wanted to leave and chase a fourth cup, he would have ultimately already told them that. Why even come back? You know what I mean? I think he wants to come back, and he wants everything to do is staying in Chicago. It's just whether or not he's going to be absolutely miserable this season playing with absolutely nothing next to him. And that's what makes me worried. I'm not worried about going to chase a fourth cup. I don't think he really cares. I think three cups is an unbelievable career. I don't think you're complaining. I don't think you have a need to chase a fourth cup after three, especially when you were Patrick Kane during those three and you have a con Smith and you like played the major role. You weren't just like a young kid being dragged along. Um, I think that he's going to look at it and go, I could become the franchise leader of an original six team and break all these records, which is something that's harder to do than win another cup with another team that you see a thousand people go do join a team late in their career and get a cup. Kimo Timonen, Michael Hanzus, like we could go on and on just from the guys who have done it in Chicago. But I just think ultimately it's really not going to come down to any of that, like as far as chasing cups or franchise records. I think it's just going to come down to is Patrick Kane miserable playing on a bad team this year? I think he's ultra competitive. And if that gets to him, I could see him leaving. But I really think that he's kind of taken another step and he's matured even more. 
and that he's going to really work with uh, the kids and find like some uh, satisfaction and that and maybe like his competitiveness can be filled a little bit by watching like a Lucas Reichel or somebody like that develop. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, everything you said is also very viable and makes a lot of sense as far as the rebuild goes. So I think those are just a very solid breakdown of the options that Patrick Kane has and the way that this season can go. And we should all kind of brace ourselves for the potential heartbreak that we could be facing come the deadline or maybe slightly before. It's all it's all necessary, whatever happens, trading him, keeping him, it's all necessary for getting better. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the way to look at it. If you're a, if, if you're a, if you're a fan and you really care about the team and you really like the team, you'll understand that the next through, like everyone knows the next few seasons are going to suck. Like it, yeah. it's going to be, it's not going to be the hardest thing in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty these, excited for some of the yeah. new young these next coming few years in, but. aren't about the next few years. They're about three years from now, four years from now. And it sucks in the moment, but really this is what makes it fun when you get to the top is when you ride with a team that's been to the dumps. Like just think about where they were before Kane and Jays. Like this team was bad. They it were oh my god. And I, then they drafted well. Seeds so came bad. in, Keith came in, then you got Taze, Kane, and then look what happened. Three cups later. Um Kyle Davidson seems to have a plan. I'm going to trust in Davidson for now. Uh, he hasn't done me wrong. Again, everyone's a little disappointed in the Debrinke return. We don't need to go over this a million times. Everyone's heard about it. He could have got a little bit more. Maybe that was always out there. Um, but it is what it is. Otherwise, he fleeced Tampa. He's done a good job. He has a plan. So I'm on the Davidson boat, and I'm not jumping off anytime soon. Um, but we're going to transition to one last rumor, and it is the god-awful jersey that has run around. That's like um, the older jersey with the stripes, you know, the one that they redid, the black and white one that looks fucking awesome. Yep. And then they threw some red in it, and I love red. I'm all oh, I'm a red guy. Like, give me anything red. This jersey sucks. Just absolutely terrible. There's just one simple jersey that everybody would love and why they don't they did it for Rockford and why they just don't do it for the Hawk. Take the 089 winter classic, the one that they wore against the wings at Wrigley, reverse it, give me a cream jersey and not a black jersey. Just flip those color schemes. It'll fly off the shelves. I don't Stop know. I think, I think we need a black jersey. I mean, I know we have the black and whites, but I think we need that classic like black jersey. That's just me. I also See, if we're, we're going to go, I, I like, would agree with you if we go to a normal third, right? But if we're just doing like these fun, like one off, like, hey, this is a reverse retro for the one year reverse retro 2.0. I just give me a cream jersey. You've given me four black. I have all of them. So I have like five white jerseys, like three black jerseys, a green jersey, a red, like three red jerseys. Like give me something different. Stop giving me the same looks and just adding a color here or there. Like I, that's just me. I think that cream is an option that teams don't take. And like, they literally did it for the Rockford Icehawks. Like they they've done the Jersey. Like it looked great. Have you seen it for the Rockford Icehawks? I have. It's clean as it shit. Great. Like 
I just I don't like that leaked jersey. I hope the way that Chicago is just like across the middle and like the most boring like New Times Roman font. Like it's just boring and font. The jersey's just a mess. It's I I personally think it's got awful. Twitter didn't like it when it came out. I need to um, see the 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 full like final copy whenever they get it released officially. I yeah, don't. I don't hate the design. I don't think it's the prettiest looking thing, but I, for whatever reason, tend to really like ugly jerseys. Like, I I couldn't tell you why. Like, I'm a sucker for ugly looking jerseys. Like, uh, sue me. I think the Vancouver like flying oh, V, stop. the not not the stop. flying skate, but like the, the Van, you know stop. the Vancouver jersey where it's like yeah, the black the yellow and orange and, and the yellow one. in the yeah. V. I love yeah. that. I think it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I wore those all the time playing NHL, but they're pretty ugly. But those are like see, those are like ugly, but like in like a like I know what you're saying like a, a ugly like. I don't know how to like ugly, cute kind of way. Like you see one of those like really ugly dogs and then they're like, oh, it's cute because <laughs> it's so ugly. That's the way I look at that Vancouver jersey. This Blackhawks jersey, I, I don't know if it's just the the font and the way that they did the Chicago or I don't know. I think that's what I'm really stuck on. Like, it's just so boring. Like you could have done the old logo. You could have done and you could have just done a better font, switched it up. You could have. Freaking giving us the secondary logo like Carolina does. Give us something, not just Chicago and boring font across the front. I think that's the thing that really just ticks me off. And they just gave us this jersey. I mean, it didn't have the red, but you just gave us it in the sweet black and white, and it looked fantastic. So, like, why mess with that jersey? I think that's just it. Like, it's almost like they jumped back to the well because it worked the first time. They're like, let's hope it works again. It's like, just give everyone what we want. Like At the same time, the Blackhawks have never been, the Blackhawks have never been known to like have a creative jersey. They've kind of stuck with what they've done in the past. And this is like the most creative looking thing they've done. And even then, it's still like uh, going back to their roots from one of their old jerseys way back in the day. Uh, I like it. I don't mind it. I'm interested to see how it looks on ice like. You know, I didn't think the what jersey was was it the Edmonton like dark navies looked all that good, but then you play them on ice and they look pretty good. And I don't know, I'm not in the marketing department for the Blackhawks, so I don't I don't get paid to do that stuff. So You're talking about the ones under uh, just dark blue and just orange? Yeah. Yeah, I hated them on paper, but I'll just just like you said, when you have to see them on ice, they did look really fresh on ice. That's what I'm um, saying. Like I think uh, Blackhawks. I mean, their their design team isn't stupid. They know their audience. They know what they're doing. I, just, I don't know. I just wish that like because everyone loves that jersey, and everyone's like, oh, I just don't get how you haven't given it to us yet, unless you're saving it for something. And I don't know if there's like uh, also something. I mean, or... something to note too. This is the last season. I'm pretty sure. Of yeah, the Adidas jerseys, they're the, the NHL is looking for a new company to get the contract. I think it might be Nike, yep. which uh, that's been rumored. Yeah, Nike's been rumored. Nike or CCM, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say CCM. A lot of people want CCM back. Uh, I, as far as I've read, it's just a bunch of rumor stuff, but those are the two names that I've seen tossed around the most. Yeah, I wouldn't mind CCM coming back, just feel like old school hockey again. I wouldn't mind Reebok coming back. I loved the Reebok jerseys. Yeah, I like the Reeboks too. I'm sorry, Adidas did not like your jerseys. 
I like all. the Adidas jerseys. They're just like kind they, of really the, expensive. They screwed the Blackhawks jerseys up, dude. The collar was just never right. The original collar that they, they messed Awful. up. And they made us look, they made them look like looked- Puritans, dude. Yeah, so bad. And then, like, uh, I just, how do you mess up the Chicago Blackhawks jersey? Like, it's a collar. They I mean, fixed it. Look too bad now. Yeah, with, I, rem- they I remember when they. It. I remember when they fixed it. Uh, they were selling the old jerseys. I forget what I was there for. I think I was at the United Center with some friends that season that they changed the collar on the jerseys. Uh, I think they were selling the old like all white collar of the Adidas jerseys for like 130 bucks. I wouldn't have paid a dollar for it. I mean, I I wouldn't either. I did not get that one. Couldn't wear it. The collar was just too terrible. Do you, do you have an Adidas with the updated collar? Okay. I do. That one I do have. I just couldn't get that all white brutal collar. It looked like they're wearing a fucking bib. (laughs) Like, sorry, it's just uh, I'm, a, I'm really picky with jerseys, though. So, I mean, I, I collect them, I'm a jersey guy. You can go ahead and toast me at CRAMI44 at Q the Dagger Pod. I don't care, I wear jerseys. Um, so I'm I get excited when they announce stuff like that, and I think I'm just had a jersey in mind that to me is so easy to do, it's everybody would love it, and they just typical just don't want to do it just give us something else but hey i don't make the calls they're going to sell money and make money and the guy who designed the jersey is going to look at me and be like told you so i made bank so it's what it is and then um we'll go ahead and jump into our next segment the news segment and the first thing i have which is just fun awesome news brent seabrook was hired as quote player development coach unquote for the vancouver giants of the whl I just like seeing Sieb stay in the game, get a chance to work with some kids. Maybe he'll come move up. Maybe we'll see him as an NHL coach one of these days, not saying in Chicago, just saying in general. But just always happy to see guys who used to play get back into the game and get back. And maybe we can see some kids learn a little bit from Siebs and maybe see like a young Siebs coming up through the ranks or something like that. But it's just fun. Cool to see Brent Seabrook getting a job. Good for him. He's a smart hockey mind. Uh, it's also kind of cool. Didn't he play for the Vancouver Giants? Um, I didn't check that or anything. I know he did play in the WHL, and I'm willing to assume that's who it's for. But I'm pretty sure he was also uh, born over there, so that could be. Yeah, well. he he that that that's where he's from. That's a stomping ground. So it's like, it's it's one of those things. He's he's probably fulfilling some sort of childhood goal or childhood dream to be able to like coach for the juniors team that he grew up around yeah um he looks like he played for the lettenberg hurricanes before he joined the hawks yeah the lethbridge hurricanes in the dub lethbridge yeah uh yeah that was it that's all he played for he did not play for them so i mean so that that's cool like he's from he's from british columbia he's from richmond like it, it's not Vancouver, but it, I don't know. It's cool. I, I'm happy for him. Hopefully he does well and is able to develop yeah, some happy. good guys. And then the next big news, and um, I'm excited, but I know you're really excited for this. And um, Since it's kind of like your wheelhouse, I'm going to let you take over breaking this news. I mean, you're kind of in the biz. We've got 
our new broadcast booth for Chicago home and away TV broadcasts. Uh, Chris Vosters on the play-by-play and joining him in the booth as the color commentator is Blackhawk favorite Patrick Sharp. I'm happy with it. I like Chris Vosters voice. I think he's, he's young. He's, he's, he knows what he's doing. Give him uh, a chance. Chicago. Brett, not Brent Seabrook. Uh, Patrick Sharp. Look, would I have loved the front office to figure out a way to keep Eddie Olchuk in Chicago? Absolutely. Without a doubt, would have much rather had that. He's off in is net, which is he's off in Seattle, which now has the greatest TV booth. Are you kidding me? John Forslund, Eddie Olchuk, uh, uh, who was it? I think JT Brown, right? Uh, in, in between the glass. That's awesome. Good for them. I'm definitely going to tune into those Seattle broadcasts because holy shit, that that's like literally the two best commentators of their commentator fields, color and play by play in the game together in Chicago. Patrick Sharp, I think, is a pretty good pick. He's got a great presence on camera. Uh, do He had a great presence on camera doing Absolute in-house stuff rocket. and for um, NBC Sports and for NBC Sports Chicago. He's knowledgeable. He played the game. He's a Blackhawk fan favorite. I think it makes sense. I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm excited. I like it. Uh, I don't, I mean, nothing's going to beat sitting down and Eddie Olchuk. Now stop it right here for all you young hockey players at home. Nothing's going to replace that, but this is, I'm excited. I mean, it's a, it's a transition set of years coming up and he'll be around to be the voice for, for that. And I think it'll be cool. Yeah. The only thing it did for me is I had to tell my fiance, she's not allowed to watch the game anymore. You know, <laughs> can't have her look at that all day. It's going to put me in a bad spot, but otherwise not all of it. Um, I guess the only slight complaint I have is that you kind of have Troy Murray splitting with him and I, I like, like Troy Murray. Him. No, I do. And that like, my problem is like, I, I like him on the radio. And I don't, I don't like that kind of split. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I, I mean, I'm I would a, rather like I'm a fan of congruent. I'm a, I'm a fan of congruency and consistency in a broadcast as well. Yeah. But I mean, I Patrick, I, I'd rather this than the other options. Oh, which was me like too. That, that's what I was players, um, and stuff like that. So obviously they took the right options. It's just. It's a little complaint. Nothing that I'm going to actually like go hop on my horse and get on Twitter and start writing about. But uh, I like it. Like I said, Patrick Sharp is Patrick fucking Sharp, dude. Three cups, major role on those teams. It's unbelievably knowledgeable in the game. I think he's got a voice for it. And I think he's just going to improve. And I think when you looked at him first kind of doing stuff like in between intermission with the Blackhawks and stuff, he was like, lost in like a deer in headlights and really caught on and by the first like within the first year of him doing it he was fantastic and I think he'll just continue to improve it's I mean you would know more than me for sure but it's definitely something that you got to work at it's not something that just comes it's not being a being a commentator and being like an on-air personality is hard 
I don't you I gotta mean, know everything. You gotta know the players, you gotta know what's going on, you gotta be aware, you gotta be able to hold a conversation while adding new thoughts. I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass. You could probably jump in here and really make it no more I mean, accurate. Look, but. Be, being a color commentator, having that player background, especially having an NHL player background that Patrick Sharp has, that's very good, right? You want the guy on the color side of things being this knowledgeable, he's got a lot to pull from, he's able to talk on the fly he knows what he's doing he he's got expert analysis and Patrick Sharp seems to be that guy I mean he was a top tier player he was definitely one of the better skaters when he was around in the league so he's got that to fall on uh it'll be interesting I think he's a good personality he's got a great microphone presence and he's just got to kind of keep that like it's totally different being an in-studio host to being a color commentator because being an in-studio host, you're sitting down, you're reading the teleprompter, you're, you've got your talking points and you have your talking points for color commentary, but a lot of it's on the fly. You're sitting behind, you know, uh, at least Edzo, when he did it, he, he was sitting down, he was always taking notes. He was looking at the game, but he had a screen with replays and he had every camera angle because that's what you're supposed to look yeah, at. You've got to look at all the other here. things. It's color. I just want to give, I want to give Edzo the props here from like what a lot of people say is Edzo's the most hands-on guy as far as like off camera, talking to his crew, getting the right videos up that he wants to talk about, communicating with them, like, Edzo's tier one. He's the top tier guy. He's literally the best color commentator around in hockey right now. And maybe, dare I say, he's the best color commentator relative to his sport. I'm biased, but I would agree with you. But obviously, bias. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a little biased, too, in that sense. But I'm happy with it. I'm excited. I don't think there's really much more that we could have asked for. I think it's going to be tough replacing two legends, but there's a season to do it. This is it. Like I think that this is the season. It's going to be a long one. There's going to be a lot of those fans that tune out that don't watch when teams are bad. Did but... you uh, did you catch any of the Pat Foley Cub call? I sadly was not able to. I, I, I caught I caught it after the fact. I didn't listen to too much of it. I mean. It was good to hear him in the booth again. It's different hearing him call. Baseball, I saw like little snippets and stuff on yeah. uh, Twitter, but I didn't like watch the the actual because I know he called what two innings on TV and two innings on radio, something like that. I I caught the I caught the TV stuff. He was good. It's Pat Foley. Yeah, I love Pat Foley. I hope the Hawks will like bring him in randomly. Like not a lot, obviously, because you can't do that because you got to let Foster's really like make his name, but like. Bring in Pat Foley twice this year for a period or something. It'd be fun. I think it'd well, be fun, too. Oh, I would. Pat Foley, I just, yeah, you're going to give me goosebumps all the calls. Like, Pat Foley is just unbelievable. He went out the right the way, though, with that toast. So, hopefully he's enjoying retirement and anything that he's doing. And then uh, a little bit more Blackhawks news. The Blackhawks preseason game in Milwaukee is sold out. Um if the Blackhawks ever make a player awkwardly eat cheese, like they did that to <laughs> Mackenzie Hanswizzle. Uh, I, I thought that was funny. If Patrick Craig did that and he requested a trade immediately after, I would understand. Like, I thought was that funny. was funny. So awkward, though. Like, that man just – they made it – that was real cheese, I'm pretty sure. It was. Dude, he was, he was just chunking. Yeah. 
just chunking it. It wasn't even like he was going in like, oh, let me take it. Like, he was taking chunks out. He was eating it like an apple. Uh, yeah, his body probably did some work right there, and his toilet got to work out after that, I would imagine. But, you know, it is what it is for Mackenzie. Hopefully he doesn't have to eat some more cheese. Uh, and then we're going to go ahead. I just want to touch up on World Juniors. They came. They went. Blackhawks had a pretty good showing. Team USA, we'll start with there because they had the most players. Um, they have ultimately lost to the semis to check the best player, in my opinion, out of the Blackhawks prospects all tournament. Was Landon Slager. Landon Slager was a stud. Five games, two goals, four assists, plus three. He played on the top line for the U.S. He was super effective. He's going to be an NHL player for this team. He will make it in the middle six. He's going to be effective. Chicago fans are going to love him. Landon Slager, it's a name you need to watch. And Blackhawks fans, he's not far from you guys. Playing in at uh, Notre Dame, South Bend, just around the corner. Keep an eye on him. He's going to be a stud. Yeah, the, like, the kid. The kid's my age. It's kind of crazy. Like the kid's twenty years old. He was born in two thousand two, and he's he's my favorite prospect. I love him. I'm super he's excited like to see what going he does. to be like your Andrew Shaw, Brian Bickle, Dave Bolin kind of role, where he's not like a super skill guy. He can play on your top line with two really skilled guys. He's not a quote unquote top line player. I think Andrew Shaw is a great comparison. Yeah, I just the only reason why I don't like using it is because Slags is a little bigger and Slags has a little more skill, in my opinion. But oh, it's the closest definitely. thing that Blackhawks fans but really recognize. He, here's the thing. Like, Landon Slag, okay, Th- this is where I'm going to sound a little bit c- kind of like the hockey nerd that I am, so bear with me. But Go for the it. way the game is trending, players like Landon Slagger, you know, those third, fourth line grinder type roles, they have to get more skilled, right? As the game progresses, Absolutely. as the game gets faster, in, in the youth leagues, you're already, in the juniors leagues, you're already seeing it. Those third, fourth line guys, they're really good. Like, the, the they, they're the role players. They're the big body. You know, they're, they're checking forwards. They're grinders. They're board players. They're they're penalty killers. They're they're, they're two way guys that are on on for a shift and then off once once it goes into the offensive zone. But they're better skilled and they're more skilled than those same type of players even 10, 15 seasons ago. And, you know, Landon Slagger, he he's he's the perfect example for the Blackhawks, right? He is he he's got the makeup and the game style traditional to that like middle six kind of grinder rough nosed checking I have a forward, comparison but that I've been nervous to put out there. So I would say it. Go poor man it. Tom Wilson. That's the way I view it. Yes, actually, not that's physical. Perfect. No, 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 no. not as that, fighty, but the style of play that they play. Tom Wilson is the modern day power forward for the NHL. I love Tom Wilson. I actually, he, he's honest. He's honestly one of, I think he's the best power forward in the league. He's my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch. Surprisingly. Um, I love him. I, I, I like Landon Slaggart's upside. I, I think the Andrew Shaw comparison is perfect. I think the, he, he, he's, he's bigger. He's definitely that modern power forward. The, you can rough, he can rough you up and you don't want to get in his way. But at the same time, if you give him space, he's going to score. And that's awesome. I love those yeah. types of players. Yeah, you you couldn't say it any better. Uh, the next player uh, for Team USA was Dominic James. 
five games, zero goals, one assist. He did have a goal waved off, um, but he was unreal in the faceoff dot. Uh, the only thing I could see him, maybe like a future fourth line kind of guy, defensively very sound, very, very good in the dot. Dominic Jens submitted out, though, might make it, might not. Um, but the next kid, he, this kid we're going to see, Wyatt Kaiser, absolute son again. I thought he had another really good tournament. Where does Kaiser? Middle. Where does Kaiser play? To, didn't he play it like Kaiser? Is, I think you might be right. Um, uh, he's definitely still playing college hockey. I know that. Uh, I think you're right with Minnesota Duluth. I'll have it in ten seconds. So yeah, University of Minnesota Duluth. So uh, definitely, if you're trying to watch any games, college hockey is huge for the Blackhawks this year. Between Wyatt Kaiser, Blandon uh, Slager, you have Frank Nazar, Drew Camesso. Like honestly, as Blackhawks fans, you might rather just follow college hockey because those three guys that are going to be playing here in the years to come. Um, One could anyway. make the argument that college hockey is more exciting to watch than pro hockey. I'm not going to make that argument. But some could uh, say. Uh, actually, yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're not going to make that argument. My buddy used to play college hockey for WMU. Got to go there all the time. Got, like, I know guys like Wade Allison. And the, the Broncos? Hume again, yeah. I, I, uh, like, in, Cal- in Kalamaz- Kalamazoo, right? Yeah. yeah. I played, yeah, uh, one of the first tournaments I played playing travel hockey was in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And one of the nights that we were staying that weekend, the whole team, we got uh, tickets to, it was Western Michigan, Ohio State. And right at the end of the game, there was a huge fight, like bench clearing. This was like right after the third period whistle sounded. It was awesome. But so yeah, it's, let's go it's Broncos. A <laughs> uh, that stadium gets fun. Like I got to go up there. My, my best man at my upcoming wedding, actually, Luke Buffia played there. So I need a bunch of the boys, Hume again, Wade Allison, and a few others. That's um, awesome. And they're just a great bunch of guys, dude. And just it was fun. College hockey, it's different. They have their little fan section behind the bench, and they're ruthless there. But back to the NHL, we'll go ahead and circle to Canada. You had one representation from the Blackhawks. It was actually Ethan Del Mastro. And going into the tournament, he was projected to be kind of like the extra D. And after he got in one game, never came out. Played fantastic. He didn't get any points or anything. He looked big. He looked dominant. He looked like a guy who projects to be an NHL defenseman. I'm not saying he's going to make it, but he looked like a guy that could project to be a NHL defenseman. You saw it. You saw he has it in him. Now, if he develops it, I don't know. But he definitely has the toolkit to develop himself into being an everyday NHL player. And then the last one, not least, uh, won bronze for Sweden. And sorry if I absolutely toast your last name. Victor Steinberg. Steinborg. Not really sure which one. Block, um, he went zero goals, zero assists, plus three for Sweden. He also looked pretty good. Uh, I don't think he looked as good as Kaiser or Slager. I thought they were by far the two best players for Blackhawks prospects, but I thought he looked pretty good. Um, still needs some time to develop, maybe a future bottom player, but definitely years away. Anything you want to add there, Logan? The, I mean, this is more about the world juniors as a whole. Uh, definitely not. It was, it was weird, um, watching it 
like over the summer. It didn't feel right. Yeah, it so. felt weird. It felt like I, I was like, like I like didn't want to watch it in some way, you know? Yeah, like, give you like the you're doing something bad here vibe. Like this isn't right. It was, no, just, it was it, awkward. It was weird, but you know, at the same I time, it, we get two World Juniors tournaments in the matter of six months. We got that this one in August, and then in December around Christmas time, like normal, we've got the 2023 World Juniors. So at least there's that. Yeah, I think the only disappointment I had, um, I don't really think I can call it that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I guess the only thing that I wish happened for the tournament's sake and not the player's sake is Drew Kamesa went because I think that kind of killed USA's hopes at any medal. I think Drew Kamesa is that good, but I'm not going to complain if Drew Kamesa wants to take a step back and focus on training and getting ready and be more prepared. Like obviously. That's what we want as Blackhawks fans is him to keep developing. And he decided to make the call that he's willing to not wear the USA jersey, which that has to be a tough call, and to stay home and train. So I can respect that. But I think that kind of sealed the fate. That was the – everyone thought that going in. And ultimately, I watched that check game. No offense to the goalie, but it was kind of on the goalie. But, you know – can't really pick too much. It's World Juniors is what it is. I can't wait for the next one. The next one's going to be so much fun. You're going to have guys like Frank Nazar, probably Kevin Korczynski will probably be in there. Like that, the, the one coming up is the one that's going to be really fun for Blackhawks fans to watch. There, a lot of prospects will be in that. Um, but we'll go ahead and this, out of any news breaking lately, this is my favorite news. The Blackhawks are getting a beer, dude. A pale ale from Goose Island. How awesome is that? Sitting there cracking a cold one. What do you think? It's good for business. I know the Hurricanes have their like uh, small batch. I think it's called. I didn't know that. The oh god, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's called Canes Brew. Or that's like, cool. I didn't know. Can- that. Like Caniac Cold Brew, something like that. No, that might be the coffee. But the 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 Hurricanes have something like that. I know. Ryan Reeves, uh, like the NHL and having beers for the like, you know, made by players or made for teams. It's it's starting to become a little more popular. You're starting to see it a lot more popping around the league. Uh, it's good. I mean, Goose Island, it's a pretty historic uh, brewery in Chicago on Goose Island in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I, you know, hopefully it's good. Awesome. The can looks great. Uh, I loved the little promo that they did with Shelly and with. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool with Denny. Yeah, it reminded me like a little bit of almost like uh, remember the old Biddy's commercials they used to run all the time yep. at Hawks games. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. That's exactly where I where my, where my brain went in watching that promo. It's a pale ale, if anyone's wondering. Um, it's not out yet, as far as I'm aware. I was told, or uh, told, I was, I read. It'll it's probably be, re- it'll probably be ready by, yeah, I was going to say, it'll pro- it makes sense that it'll be ready to be released and, like, sold around, like, October 4th. I mean, oh, yeah. what? Our I first, say, our first game's October 13th, so I would assume. I was going to say, I want to say they said very early October, but I don't want to. They probably want to sell that. them at preseason games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to they're going to sneak out here in the next probably like three weeks. That would be my guess. Um, 
And the last little bit of news, it's not much. It's very small. Jalen Lupin, Lipin, not sure how you say his name either. Sorry, bud. Um, was traded from the Edmonton Oil Kings to the Tri-City Storm of the WHL. That was that's it. It's not much really there until we see what kind of role. Yeah, it's massive trade. Um, doesn't do anything for the Blackhawks, just him goes to a different organization. Um there is a certain I'm, – I'm pretty sure somebody, though, who used to be connected to the Blackhawks, who we probably want to avoid saying his name, might have part ownership in that team. I think it's that team. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about here? Uh, I don't think a, I do. A1, uh, Lord Voldemort may uh, have some uh, – Stake in that team, Bowman. I'm, I'm pretty sure Stan Bowman has uh has something to do with Tri City. I think he, maybe. I think it's Tri City. He has something to do with uh one of those. I know that for a fact. I, I forget. Uh, I'm forgetting. I think you're right. I'm forgetting though. Uh, I'm trying to see if it pops up on his Wikipedia page real quick. Uh, not seeing anything. Well, I'm I'm pretty confident that it's definitely Tri City, but either way, hopefully if that is the case, Stan Bowman stays far away from him. Fuck you, Stan Bowman. Still don't like you. Um, but yeah, you're just a bad person, Stan. That's all I have to say. That's it. I'm gonna move on. I'm just getting mad thinking about him, and he's not even here anymore. In Kyle Davidson, we trust. And then. We have one last thing. There's hockey this month, boys and Ooh. girls. Hockey. The 28th. We get two games this month versus our two most hated teams. So, St. Louis, Louis, Detroit. I mean, you know what's funny, though? Like, I consider Detroit still, like, one of, like, the biggest rivalries. But like, no, Nothing's good. Th- that's the thing. When the division realignment hit, I was so sour that we were getting yes. away, that they were getting away from like, like the deep, listen, fuck the blues. The St. Louis blues will always be like, <laughs> I said like, that, like, come on. They're our biggest rivals. They're our, they're in division. It's there's a reason that Chicago pretty doesn't good like St. Louis. Um, but Detroit for me will always be that like, pitted rival arch nemesis type thing. And that's just because that's how it was when I was growing up. I dis I have a very strong disliking for the entire city of St. Louis and the organization as the of the St. Louis Blues. Wakey wakey but, Bacchus. But I I mean, look, the Detroit Red Wings rivalry unmatched. Like for me, that will always be like number one, one A of the two like big rivalries that we have with teams in the NHL. Yeah, definitely. I I think See, I, I think I almost, as far as, like, hatred turns a rival goes, I think I almost hate the Blues more now, though, to be honest. Like, I hate Detroit more in my heart, but I think, like, when the games are on TV, I, I'd rather lose to Detroit than I'd rather lose to St. Louis. But I also factor in standings and yada, 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 which we've already covered that NHL kind of screwed us when they moved Detroit out. But... You know, it is what it is. We get to see him twice a year and fuck Detroit still. That's all I got. 
I mean, the were you there at the rally in 2013? I was not. The whole crowd at one point was yelling "fuck Detroit," all three million people. It's unbelievable. For no reason, just no reason at all. I just decided to start yelling. But hey, Chicago fans or Chicago fans, they're ruthless. They're gonna let you know. Hopefully, they still come out this year and show up. It's gonna be a long year. Speaking of any games, we'll go ahead and wrap up like this. Are there any games you specifically have circled on the calendar? I don't have anything specific. I'm very uh no, like there's nothing that peaks my eye. I'm very much looking forward just to the first game in Colorado. Uh it's it's opening game of the season for us. We're probably gonna get our shit kicked because it's the Colorado Avalanche and they're good. Um but yeah, I'm just excited for hockey to be back. It's it'll be one of the I mean, it's one of those things like the start of school for for me at least, it's like a slow transition back into sports, right? You get down here like mid-August, baseball's coming around, then you get college football, you get NFL preseason, then you get the NBA and the NHL right behind it. It's fun. So for for hockey to be on the on the come up again as we get closer to the start of training camp is is very exciting so i'm just kind of excited for the new cycle to refill up again and for things to be a little more uh active yeah i think it's gonna be fun i can't wait the dates that i have circled are january 6th february 10th february 28th march 18th I may have missed one, and if I didn't, they all have one thing in common. Every game versus the Arizona Coyotes. Those are the games I have circled. And as bad as this is going to sound, I want losses on all the games. I, th- I mean, I think, I think we're a better team than them, but I do too for that matter. I mean, tank for, I think t- tank for Bedard, right? Like, we might be a slightly better team than them, but we did bring in a backup for a reason. That backup goalie. Very good at losing games. Very good at losing games. Yeah. I mean, maybe you signed him just to specifically play him on those games. Maybe. Perhaps. My thought. But I don't have very many games circle. It's going to be a long year. Um, But, yeah, those are just the games against Arizona. I think will be really big. Um, Obviously, Colorado opening night, if you want to watch that. I don't really care to watch it, but, you know, I'll be there watching Colorado hang a banner. <sighs> Man, that's hard to say. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, I don't really think I have anything circled. Maybe when they play Austin Matthews, because Kane and Austin Matthews like to go back and forth, but not much. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be up and down year. It's going to be an emotional year. But I'm here for the ride. You're here for the ride. Hopefully, Patrick Kane's here for the ride. I got nothing else here besides I can't wait for some NHL hockey, dude. It's been long. It's been a grueling offseason, but it's back. Definitely excited for things to pick up. Well, anything else from you, Logan? I got nothing, Cliff. It'll, that'll do it for you, the Dodgers.